Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Don, guys. I thought we'd jump in for this video and go through my sort of 1-17 to 17 analysis on all the teams here heading into 2024. So the brackets, I think they'll end up on the ladder and how that may affect, obviously, you watching the game, but also your fantasy and Supercoach picks heading into this season. So when you're looking at this league, the biggest thing I want to talk about, guys, is it is seriously closer than ever. Last year, we saw you know a very, very large amount of teams that, that seem to be really, really close in, in where they're at in terms of ladder positions, where they could end up, where they ended up. And I think it's actually closer again this year with the majority of teams improving coming into this season so i would expect less sort of 40 to 10 scores and a lot more sort of 24 20s meaning i think it's gonna be harder to target certain stretches of games as chances of winning streaks for these certain teams due to most of the teams improving and sort of a very limited amount of teams regressing in here which we'll get into that when we get into that sort of bottom teams but to kick things off guys my top four locks i think there's three teams here that will definitely be in the top four, barring a ridiculous amount of injuries or something like that. Again, this is my opinion, guys. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts in the comments down below. Or if you wanted to DM me about it, that's cool too. So these teams here, these three squads, you can, and that's Panthers, the Broncos, and the Storm. These are teams you can bank on being solid enough that they won't have any, and if they do, it might be one sort of blowout loss, and it's probably going to be around the origin time. And they're going to win more games or sort of be in close games at worst, therefore making the top four and being really solid teams to focus on for your fantasy and super coach teams. And, and they'll have good options in there, usually as sort of guns. And, and there's going to be a few less value and especially on the cheapy side, some value options because a few teams have lost some players, which we'll speak about in a sec. But expect them to not have sort of big peaks and troughs and, and, and be as volatile as some of these other teams here. They're likely to be super consistent, especially those guns. So the Panthers, they are the best team in the comp. There's nothing more to say on that. 
three wins in a row and a grand final loss there. So really expect more of the same from this team with Taylor May replacing Stephen Crichton there. They obviously lose a little bit on him given he's such a game breaker, but Taylor May is awesome at that. Spencer Lenu is obviously a loss as well, but they always have someone to cover. You saw Lindsey Smith come in and do a good job last year. This year, you're going to see guys like Liam Henry, Maverick Guy, these types of guys come on and, and cover that 17 spot and, and that 33 minutes that, that Len you, you lose from him, they'll be able to cover that for sure. So really, on the on the fantasy and, and supercoach side, you're paying for what you get in this group. Be confident with your gun picks and you do need injuries to, to find some value. With the Panthers there, again, not too much else to say. I think they'll come in first position or second position. Very clearly there, they won't miss this top four. And, you know, the last year for Jerome Bluey, I think they'll go out in a bang again. Um, you know, you look at this this team and, and so many guys have been moved on or, or they, you know, they couldn't keep them in their salary cap over the last bunch of years and they continue to win year after year. So a special team and uh, one you want to focus on with a lot of those guns with Cleary likely being your you know, in your team or captain in, in fantasy and super coach there. Guys obviously see the, the private group footer down below. Uh, jump in the description, check out those details there. And obviously, in, it's all in the Discord in the announcement section as well. Um, make sure you're listening on podcasts as well if you you know, if you, if you prefer to listen to me that way, in the car or whatever. And uh, yeah, big thank you for watching all these videos. Broncos, so here they have three top 10 player losses, right, in their squad. You have some fringe guys that are in that starting 13, and, and these guys were not in Flegler. In, uh, in, in Farnworth, obviously, being a couple of big ones there. And then Capewell, coming towards the back end of his career, has been super integral for this team over the years for sure. But they don't really have any big gains apart from their youngsters coming through, right? So you lose Capewell's experience on the left, replaced by some young talent. It could go one of two ways for sure. And speaking to a couple of Broncos fans, in particular, Matty Keyworth from the private group, um, massive Broncos fan, says, says he watches most of the games multiple times. So... Uh, you can definitely take some of his advice on, on how you think things are going to go as well. But And I'm going to do that here, so thanks, mate. But uh, yeah, Broncos fans, including him, saying that sort of Capewell was a little bit lackluster last season in attack. We definitely saw that. Like, he, he kind of fell off a little bit. Could say it was just a bad year, but age comes into that factor as well. And he started having defensive issues as well. So with, uh, with Piakura coming in, you know, definitely has a little bit more on the attacking side these days and we'll have to sort out his defense as he comes into the league. But that can definitely happen. And uh, yeah, you could probably see that as a net win, obviously, probably a little bit later into the season when it gets important for the Broncos. So overall, that's fine. Flegler's hard to replace, but he does come with his own issues as well with the sin bins and the errors, etc. So yeah, Matty wasn't too worried about losing Flegs and he seemed to like uh, Hetherington a little bit more, seemed to get the attack a little bit straighter. Um, and yeah, it doesn't come with all these, you know, the symbionts, the errors, the penalties and the like there. So House and Carrigan are going to have to share the load unless the young prop steps in, which they have a couple of them, Willison, Takura there. A couple of guys that come in and play uh, more of a Flegler type role, but obviously not as good as him at this point. Or they, you know, they use Baker, they use Farnworth, and we'll see how those guys go for sure. Farnworth there definitely leaves a hole at the center position. They, they hope to replace that with Cobo and with his ball running. You can see both of them being very similar as ball runners, but both of them obviously had their def- have their defensive issues. Cobo out in the right wing. Can he defend better at centre? Who knows at this point, and we'll see how that uh, how that plays out. Can he transition well defensively, or is it going to take some time? And they're obviously going to have to replace that wing spot 
which you know, does leave a little bit of a hole where you have Dean Mariner, you have Arthurs and or uh, Oates there that uh, yeah, could do a decent job there for sure, with Mariner having the most upside. Corey Oates coming off a bit of a tough year. Did get put into the Queensland squad, though. So, obviously, Billy Slater sees something in him for sure. And then you get another year on from Merman Walsh. It's definitely a great thing. Expect the same or a small drop of wins, but still likely second or third, potentially first in the ladder as well. I do not see them moving out of the top three, in my opinion. So, those three players need to be replaced with sort of, you know, cheap players in, in fantasy, providing some options, obviously, with, with Biakura, with, with the Bakers, Heatheringtons, these kind of guys. Um, you know, maybe, it, maybe an outside back, plus a few, the top guns are going to be good, as always. This is a team you can rely on very clearly for fantasy and super coach. Moving on to Storm to finish things off, I, I see Storm improving this season. Even if it isn't on the win columns as much, I think they'll play better which means that their scores during games are more likely to be a few more blowouts on their positive side than a few of the closer games where they were scrapping for wins, that's for sure. So I think it's only upside with Bloor providing a weapon, attacking weapon at that on the left. Running off Munster, I think, is going to be massive if, if that's the way they go. They will at some point for sure, even if it isn't to start the year. There's talk of Liero moving to the middle and, you know, Josh King potentially could go back to sort of a prop role and, and that provides a really good rotation there if King's there. Liero is in that middle. He seems to defend better in the middle anyway. He likes to sort of go in the, in the middle sometimes and, and defend. So we'll see how he goes with ball in hand though. Pat back. Munster at full health. He wasn't last year. So I think all of the spine members are likely to improve and link up again better. This year, Jerome Hughes has talked about he, his quality hasn't been there the last year, especially. So expect him more to bounce back, a bit like 2021 and 2022, where they were a much better side. Grant now is the sole captain as well. Pretty cool for him. Just means that you know, he's on the field for longer than what Welch was. So I think that that's going to be helpful. They had Grant as part of the extended leadership group, which was four or five guys. And even he was saying that it was hard for the, the ref to know who, who, who to talk to sometimes to get, you know, if Welsh was off, you know, who's the standing captain. So I think this helps and it, it it's clearly going to, I think it clearly shows that he's going to be on the field very close to 80 minutes most games. And obviously if they need, if he needs a small rest or if they've, um, if they've won big, then, then he'll come off for sure. Like he always does. So for fantasy and supercoach, the options come from both edges and the spine members, in my opinion. And I think they'll deliver. So a very, very solid side. Obviously the buy in round four is what it is, but um, it's, late enough compared to that of Titans and Dolphins that you can worry a little bit less and kind of work it out. But it will be hard to have sort of Pat, Grant, Sean Bloor if you're going for all three of those in that round four bye, uh, that's for sure. So two might be the, the number. Three of them could be tough. All right, let's move to the top contenders here for spots four to six. And if you haven't joined the community league, guys, that's also in the description with the Discord link. So there's not a lot in the community league yet. I haven't spoken about it too much, but uh, yeah, now's the time to jump in there. Whoever wins that, guys, gets a free spot in the private group next year, which is cool. Right, so these are the top contenders for spots four to six, likely. This is where they're fighting for where I think that they could be, and a few of these are going to miss out because there's five in, in this list. The rosters alone says that these teams will be in with a shot for these top spots in the ladder. That's for sure. You know, the teams in this section after this are going to be the swing teams below these five, so they could easily push up into this category with the rubber of the green as well. So this four all the way through to like 12 standpoint is super, super tough. And it could it could work out to be uh, any of these teams go anywhere between those spots. A few of these teams rely on one player heavily in the Sharks, the Warriors and the Knights, with Nico, with SJ and Ponga. 
But if they stay fitter, most likely to win more games and lose and stay super consistent, which is helpful for your fantasy and a super coach squads as well. You can pop players from these teams into your fantasy teams with some peace of mind, really, knowing that they will perform fairly well the majority of the time and you could go on winning streaks, which is great for all those involved, obviously. They're the teams that, yeah, as you saw with Knights, like most of their guys became super relevant in fantasy and super coach. And uh, yeah, which was very, very helpful. And you see, yeah, even at the end of the season when Roosters went on a run, all their players were performing super well. Uh, and same with the Rabbitohs at the beginning of the season. So can they build some consistency? Let's start with the Roosters there. Very, very slow starters the past few years. So be wary on that. They could definitely miss these top spots again if they are slow to gather the blocks. But at this stage, the team has no injury worries coming into this year. They're extra stacked, so they can't finish worse than last year, in my opinion, sneaking into the eight. Angus is back good. Brandon Smith, you got Watson as well. They add in Lenyu, Wong, his emergence, and Dom Young. It is borderline unfair at this point. Their forward pack, their outside backs, it's absolutely stacked. Uh, obviously, in the halves, there's a small worry if there's an injury to a walker. Uh, no Hutchison to drop in this time. They've got Santa Smith who, who could do a job, but that's only one sort of injury cover for their halves. There are options for round one, for sure, in Fantasy and Supercoach, but there could just be too many mouths to feed. Roosters need to perform well for most of the options to go well also, so I definitely think you should tread carefully in round one, given they have a fairly tough draw to kick things off. But across the season, they should be a very, very good side. The Rabbitohs, they were first around 13 last year and missed the eight. So, wild. They could be the, one of the better teams in the comp, but as I said, very much a swing type of side. There's some positives coming into this year, though, and you'll see that with the majority of these teams. With, with White and Joins, which is great. He has that connection with, with Luttrell, so I think that's going to be helpful for both of them. It really shores up that left-hand side and creates an absolute juggernaut. The team's fit. Really, what could go wrong with the Bunnies? That's how I see. Are the off-field dramas sorted out? Maybe. Let's hope so. They need to find consistency, and then they can, can compete with the top teams. We know they can. And they should be in this bracket at minimum, just like the Roosters. They both have stacked teams. Can the Trolls stay on the park? And will their forwards stay fit? Because we know last year they had a fair few issues in the forward pack, and that definitely hurt them at times as well. I think there's value to be found in the forwards here and in the outside backs if the Bunnies start well enough. And I definitely think that they can. They have a fairly tough draw to kick things off as well. As A lot of these top sort of eight type of teams are playing each other in that first section. It's just going to be depend on... Who comes out hot? There are going to be teams that lose and there are going to be good teams that are sitting in the bottom eight to begin the season. How do they go against each other? All right, the Sharkies there. Really, just to me, they felt clunky all last season and this is the third year they have together now. You know, do they have enough in the forward pack? Like enough grunt? Which they should do. They've got Braden hamlin Newelli, They've got Royce Hunt. Like Toby Rudolph is, is a strong player. You have Finucane and McInnes. You think that's enough in the middle, but they just don't seem to have that amazing go forward. They do seem to use their outside backs and through Hines, um, obviously, to get them down the park and make plenty of meters between those guys. So can they be better? Will the left-hand side be better? Surely they can't get any worse than where they were. Does Trindle complement Hines? There are a lot of questions with the Sharks, and that's why I see them being a swing type of team, anywhere between sneaking into the top four all the way down to sort of eighth or, or ninth, something like that. They're currently, are currently an injury-free team, which is great. Is this the year that they pop? Yeah, that's the big question mark there. I don't see them missing the eight in any world other than if Hines gets a long-term injury. So for them in fantasy and supercoach, Hines, McInnes, Ramian, Nicara are the main good options to, to kick things off. And, and really throughout the season, that there shouldn't be too many other in there. 
you can pop Trindle in there as well, which would be which would be cool as well. Um, the Trindle, not Rindle. Um, so really, no issues for them uh, coming into this season, which is awesome. And only real upside, you'd imagine. Warriors, they add RTS and they add Capewell to a top four team. So really, they can't get worse from here, you'd imagine. They've got Chanel Harris-Savita to, to bump up their half stocks as well, which is cool. The last- Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Last year, did the stars align? That's the, that's the big question mark. They snuck into it. You know, they got into a top four position, did really, really well. They could rest guys in the last week. That was awesome. Can they replicate that? I do see a small drop off, but really not not too not enough to, to fall too far. They could be like a, a fifth six team, in my opinion, very comfortably. If these other teams, I think that they have more of a stacked roster than than what the Warriors do, and if they can all perform, they can go above them. But if not, then the Warriors should still sneak into that fourth fifth spot there and be great. Teams will look to mark that right side a bit better for sure. But can they stop Egan, Tohu, and AFB through the middle? absolutely wreaking havoc and then Johnson doing his and, and Metcalf and these guys doing their thing on the back of that with um you know with CNK out the back flying so that's the big question mark with here it's very unlikely to be able to defend both really really well so that's where teams issue were last year trying to defend them they were absolutely incredible the fancy and super coach options are slim on the back of a career year, I think for the Warriors all right the last one in this list is the Knights and they did had a, did have a very clear dream run to end the year they they had a massive win streak and if you average that out so the end run with the slower start before Ponga at fullback and I see a similar amount of wins for them you know probably don't have a massive streak wins you know, lose a few in there but then gain a few wins at the start very very close to you know to being in that sort of six seven eight role um in the ladder for sure they lose Dom Young they lose Fitzy but they add Coggart they add Pierce Paul Will Price Jenkins and they have a healthy Adam Elliott which is absolutely massive massive for them Obviously, if you lose Ponga, that can be very, very hurtful. But that's a lot of gains, and that increases their depth as well, which is awesome. Uh, I expect a great team again, but they're probably more likely to be closer to eighth than fourth, in my opinion, just with the... I have the other guys in, in Roosters, Rabbitohs. If they can play well, they can bump up ahead of them for sure. Absolutely have amazing depth, as I said, and that's going to help them win tight games when these injuries strike, that's for sure. So, team that's going to be super fun to watch again. It's very hard to see much fantasy and supercoach value in this side, given they run, uh, given the run that they had, except for sort of Adam Elliott slash whoever gets the edge spot, the left edge, and then the wing spot, which are going to be the three to start. All the other guys are getting a peak price, um, you know, Pongas and the like, but they could be great just to have to get points for sure throughout the season. Okay, teams that are fighting for spot six to twelve, in my opinion. So these are the big swing four teams. They could finish anywhere between fourth and twelfth. And depending on which team turns up in round one during the slash during the year, uh, for sure, they could hold some fantasy and super coach gold. Given there are some underpriced guys due to last season where they had the up and the down runs, 
for more down than up. Obviously, with you know the Cowboys, you can see there it's Cowboys, Eels, Manly, and also the Dolphins. I've got there in there as well. They all had bad runs, and they also had sort of stretches of games where they they did really well. So, on the contrary, some players from these teams could hurt you if you're looking for attacking upside and the team struggles. We saw that with the the Cows at the beginning of last year. Obviously, the Dolphins started well, fell away. Um, and Manly can be very up and down as well. They finished really well for a few of their players. So with the Eels there, you've got lot, you had lots of forward injuries and dramas last year that derailed the Eels season. After making the grand final the season before, they could easily bounce back and, and be a top team. But it is hard to see them sort of miss the eight if the team stays together. So they missed it last year. How do they push their way into this eight? If everything stays together, I think they can do it. Moses really improved last season. I'm expecting another big one from him. Brown, when he's actually on the park, looking as good as ever as well. There's definitely room for growth from the Eels outside backs and Elaine bounce back in fantasy and supercoach. So there's plenty on the radar. Let's just see how they look in trials and, and sort of where they, their team's named in round one because, you know, guys like Simonson, guys like Panasini, Sivo, all options in, in fantasy along with Lane. Um, Moses and Brown, obviously. Hopgood's going to be great. Um, yeah, there's so many options in this team to see how they're looking and how that team list ends up. For the Cowboys, my Cowboys, hey? So watch for them. Every year it's the exact same. Watch how they defend in the first few weeks. If it's great, they can finish fourth or fifth. If it's bad, they just miss the eight. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, they had a stretch of sort of five or six games last year where they looked incredible and they looked like one of the best teams in the comp. And I was saying that they're probably, you know, second or third following Panthers and the Broncos. They better, looked better than everyone else. But they could only out, they could only do it for the five or six weeks. Every game outside of that, the defense was absolutely putrid. So they need a Tamalolo bounce back and Cotter to be unleashed because their middles is where they like a little bit. The edges are great. Outside backs are pretty solid. You know, Semi Valame came and had a great one. They've got Zach Laybutt to come in and and uh, you know he's pushing for a spot as well. Kyle Feld is he going to get his spot? So there's plenty of competition in the outside backs. Did and needs a, a bigger season for sure. Um, yeah, Jeremiah and I need a bigger season as well. He, he needs a bit of a bounce back from everyone, I think, for sure. So if the defense is on with the Cows for Fantasy and Supercoach, the team will the team missed a lot of tackles, so their, their missed tackles will be down, which will be helpful, and there'll be less chance of getting blown out, uh, which is great for all involved. You know, the Robson, Strinky, Dearden, Holmes, whoever the new center is, it's going to be helpful for all those guys for sure. Manly, obviously a lot hinges on Tommy, clearly, but bringing over Luke Brooks is a big win for the club as a second half's weapon, and obviously for the origin period when DCE's away, the Chaboyevich boys, and the like. Kohler's emergence as an attacking weapon and, and Hamoli's growth as well should keep them more consistent Them more consistent on top um, of the good wins, which would be great. So they'll get more good wins when all of them are fit. And you know, middle forwards are definitely the worry again. Can Sipoli and Paseka have a massive year along with recruits in, in Corey Waddell? And they're really need, going to need to get something out of Josh Schuster as well. Should be very, very helpful. So from, from round one, there's sort of limited fantasy and super coach options at this stage, apart from the left edge and Tommy Turbo. Um, so yeah, I think we'll just watch how they're playing. Let's go to Dolphins to finish off this list, guys. The key signings, you know, move, move the Dolphins up to be more likely in this group than they are likely to be in the bottom group, but they could definitely swing up or down. They had a lot of key injuries in the spine last season and they simply didn't have enough squad depth to cover it. Now they do, plus they're adding outside backstrike and grunt up front. So this is a team fighting for the eight, in my opinion. 
expect more consistency from the Dolphins and you know, not playing the season in two halves like they did last season, doing really well at the beginning and then really poorly from the middle onwards. And they obviously having those injuries to to the um, two guys in the in the uh, in the spine there is going to be is was very hurtful for him. For fantasy and supercoach, limited options of Dolphins with their round three round three buy. It's easy to watch them and sort of see what happens in that first few weeks and then jump on players from there. But I imagine one or two guys will be targets in round one. Hammer, Bostock, JMK could all definitely be improvers in this side. All right, guys, let's finish this off again. Thank you for watching all the way through your uh, legends. So likely in a spot sort of 13 to 17 on the ladder here. The teams here that are more... Uh, the teams that are more likely... The teams where we, a lot of these fantasy spots are open for round one and throughout the season just because they've usually lost a few players, guys haven't scored as well, and there's potential for bounce back or you know roles come, can come up usually as well. Some positions will perform better than others, and we can get sucked into players from these teams because they have a certain role, but maybe the attacking stats aren't going to be there, which could be tough. So very much the swing fantasy and super coach players could be really poor for you, could be really good. Players who rely on attacking these teams can be burnt for sure, um, you can be burnt by. They're also the highest chance of big volatile swings if they play well one week and bad the next. So they could get hammered by some of the best sides and excuse your player scores dramatically and sort of hurts your week. So something to note with a few of those teams. With the Dragons, so in recent time, you could always expect a lot of points in Dragons games. If you look at their games last season, there was very rarely an under sort of 30, 36 type of uh, points in, in a game. So to win more games, they need to turn into more of a Raiders-style de- defense, I think. They they have a decent amount of attack in them, but they just can't defend well enough. That's why those games end up a bit more free-flowing. The new coach is definitely going to change things for sure, but they just don't have the roster that the other teams do, in my opinion, to, do, uh, to compete at the highest level. An improving forward pack this season will have to step up, so they've got a lot of options now. How good are they is the big question. You've got you know, Harmsele, Couchman's, Eisenhuth. RFM, all coming in, all could do a decent job for sure. Uh, they're all going to help, but they don't have sort of a great game breaker in any position other than Zach Lomax, who sounds like he might play some wing, hopefully some fullback, uh, and then Ben Hunt, obviously, there as well. The fantasy Supercoach has one spot, edge spot open, and maybe a center as well, but we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes in like a Sully or something like that. So, yeah, see how they look in trials um, as a squad for sure. Tigers up next. So, it's, re- it's been a really, really good off season. For the, for the Tigers, obviously with their board stepping down, um, getting booted, Chan Richardson coming in, Benji, the, the coach now, he seems to be setting good standards in the club, which is awesome. So I think you can only expect improvement, but sort of how much from the Tigers. And that's why I've still got them in this group. The buy in round one probably helps them get settled a little bit more. Growth from Buller will be the key, plus the performance of the forward pack and, and the new halves pairing. They have enough forwards, can they do really well? It's going to take some time to gel. You had Bateman coming in late last year, some injuries and the like, so I think he's going to be fit and it's going to be very helpful for them. Justin Olam helps him with the outside back sort of grit and experience, which is awesome. So there's maybe a few points um, and a few sort of less demolition jobs, which would be helpful. From a fantasy and super coach side, them having a buy in round one kind of just lets you leave them and then we can work out what's happening over the first few weeks. If we hear anything about their starting side, you could use one of them as a looper, but outside of that, probably worth just leaving them to kick things off for the season. All right, the last three teams, you've got the Titans. I've still got them down here. I just don't see them going ahead of the other teams above. Seems like they you know, improve slightly each season. Campbell at one and Furmore returning to improve an edge. is super helpful for them. Expect them to start fairly well with the slightly softer draw than most clubs. 
and be in the top eight across the first six weeks. So they should be able to win sort of three out of the first six, including a bye, um, and be around that top eight. But from there, obviously the draw gets a bit harder and I just think the other teams are better. Only thing to note there, Campbell hasn't been training with the main group all preseason, which is hurtful. Uh, but Keanu Keeney is more than serviceable as a backup. And yeah, they're well covered in most positions, which is awesome if, if injuries come. Tanner Boyd, I think, needs to take the next step and Beryl needs, Beryl's needs to stay on the park for them to do well. So look at most sort of Titan players from round three, given they have a round two bye. Both Fermore, Fafita Boys, Dave, Jojo, um, Jaden Campbell, all really, really, really good guys to look at. And the last two guys, so the dogs there, they, they really have to improve there. The, the introduction of, of Stephen Crichton, Sexton or Hacho, obviously that gives them a little bit of uh, depth as well in the halves. Connor Tracy, a healthy Kiraz, Kikau and Max King, really, really important three players for them as well to add on to the other guys. The forward pack is the worry, obviously. They do need a big season from guys like Liam Knight, from Sam Hughes and, and Co., whoever steps in and plays that role to help Marnie in the middle, for sure, because he was uh, on an island last year. Um, yeah, copping it, that's for sure. They shouldn't make the eight, I don't think, but we'll get smashed less often. Often, So I do see a very even league this, this season overall, as I said at the start. Options for fantasy and supercoach will pop up this season in all positions, for sure, with, with roles and opportunities and team improvement. I've got it for sure. Expect Burton to improve also. He was fairly lackluster, not great last season. All right, the Raiders, to finish things off there, to be honest, on paper, it looks like the Raiders are the only team in this league that has regressed losing a strike weapon in attack when they were a fairly limited attacking side already. They will be a good defensive team again, provided that the fullback and the 5'8 players, center, whoever's the newer youngsters are, can defend well and talk well in defense, or they get good help from their experienced guys. They have gains in Zach Hosking, Morgan Smithies. They obviously have Chris out and Horsburgh out to start, but they'll be back and they'll really bolster this side after a few weeks. One for Chris, round three for... Um, Horsburgh. So those gains, they make their forward pack even better, which was already great. Um, you know, how will they defend on the edges? Basically, the Raiders is the question, and where do the points come from? An injury to Fogarty, and they're in big, big trouble, I think, just for the direction. Uh, they really need him this year. From a fantasy supercoach side, options galore, obviously, but can they perform well enough to make decent money? Obviously, you know, is there lots of missed tackles in their game? Do they have any attack in there, or are they just going to be plotter? defensive guys or sort of, you know, if it's fullback, it's 120 metres, 150 metres with not much attacks and errors in their game. That's the big question mark there. So I'm not going to do a 1-17 to 17 ladder here. You've got the brackets there. It's way too hard to even slot any of them. Like you could say, oh, Eels could come 12th or you could have them 5th. Um, you could do that with a lot of these sides as well. In, in Cowboys, they could definitely be a top 5 side. They could be 10th as well. So I'm not going to do that. I just think it's a bit of a waste of time. Um, so this is where we're at. These are all the spots that are available uh, for sides and where I think that they'll end up. Expect a very close season, which means that, yeah, fantasy and supercoach guys, just make sure you're getting the right player. They're, they're very unlikely to have a clear run where they can dominate. So just, just pick the right player with good stats and you should be fine coming into the season. You won't sort of be annoyed or, or disappointed with picking a, a club that's going to have a bit of a run, just like the Roosters to start last season we, and the Cowboys, we picked them to have a run. They come up against some slightly lesser sides on paper, but they came out and beat them and smashed them. So that's that, guys. I hope you enjoyed that video and it was very helpful for, yeah, if you just like my opinion on, on footy, um, but obviously the fancy and supercoach ramifications of where teams are likely to sit on the ladder. Thanks, that, guys, and we'll catch you in the next one. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 